0: Do you remember when we were in school and they taught us those super relevant topics like how to understand the periodic table of elements and how to use the quadratic formula? But do you remember that class they taught us on how to make and maintain friendships as an adult? Yeah, me neither. My name is Zane Khan and I'm a certified life and friendship coach. And after being a super introverted kid and struggling to make and maintain friendships my entire life, I decided that friendships are not something that you have to just let be organic and natural. And one of those things where you either have the skill, you're either social or you're not. I made it my intention to learn the skill of how to make and maintain friendships. And I did exactly that by analyzing and reflecting on my personal experience, by diving into coaching and mindset work, and by even using my psychology degree to understand the dynamics of friendships, I really learned how to create a thriving circle of friends. And I learned how to make new friends, move through friendship conflicts and breakups, and how to up-level my current friendships. And when I learned this work, I decided that I couldn't just keep this to myself. It would be a disservice to all of you out there who are maybe struggling in one of these areas to keep this to myself. So it is my honor and privilege to show up here every single week And share with you all of the tools tips and tricks from again not only my personal experience but from psychology from empirical research from mindset work on how to navigate friendships as an adult so if that's something you're interested in then feel free to watch this new episode and let's go hello my beautiful friends welcome or welcome back to making friends made simple my name is Zane Khan certified life and friendship coach and today we have another listener question that i would love to address here but before we do that i have to celebrate and love on my private one-to-one client nissana nissana has seen so much grow throughout our container and i just wanted to share some of her many wins she talks about how by identifying my needs and taking care of myself I'm able to have and maintain better boundaries with friends and be okay with the post-boundary making. Seeing my friends and assessing them from a holistic standpoint, sorry, seeing my friendships and assessing them from a holistic standpoint, rechoosing and being more intentional with my company and friendships, activating my curiosity, knowing myself and loving who I am and being a friend to myself first, which allows me to be, a better friend to others, and maintain deeper and healthier connections. So fun, so good, so proud of the work Dasana is doing here, and I would love to help you out too. So if you're interested in one-to-one coaching, feel free to check out the links in my show notes. All right, so the question, or I guess more concern we have today from one of our listeners is, my biggest struggle with creating meaningful friendships is doubting that my friends actually like me or that they like me as much as I like them, and being afraid to be 110% myself around them. So when I first read this concern, I thought, wow, prior to mindset work and thought work, I would think this is an issue with the friends where you have to have this conversation right away, and maybe you have deeply rooted confidence issues that we need to go to therapy for, and maybe there's a little tinge of that, but I really want to emphasize that at its core, I believe this is a mindset challenge, When we say, I doubt whether or not my friends like me, immediately I want to ask you, if you're my client, like, why? Why are you doubting whether or not your friends actually like you? And I think, you know me, I'm always loving this idea of defining these terms that can be very, very vague. So what does it mean to even like someone? It might seem really obvious, but do we ever stop to think what it actually means? If we were to Google this, liking simply means to have a preference, inclination, and favor for. But how do we define that for ourselves within the context of friendships? What are we trying to say when we say someone likes or dislikes you? How are we defining that? My friends, I think the central challenge here is we're the ones defining what it means for our friends to like us or not. Because there's no universal standard for what it means to like or not. Like someone, we're gonna be deciding based off of our friend's actions or lack of action. So let me give you an example for me, before I did this work, my definition of liking would be how much I would reach out to my friends first versus how much they would reach out to me, which means uh, if I was always the one to initiate conversations and they weren't, that meant that I just liked them more than they liked me. And again, there was no rule book saying that if friend takes X amount of time or weeks or days to reply to you, that means they like you this much or not this much or somewhere in between. It was just something I kind of decided for myself in my head, but there was no logic or rhyme or reason. It was just something I put on for myself because I was making the assumption that, well, I like this friend and me reaching out to them shows that I like them. Therefore, their definition of liking might be the exact same, but that's actually not necessarily true. Maybe they haven't even thought about how much they like you versus how much you like them and Maybe their version of liking has to do with something that's completely different than yours. I think of two of my dear friends who I go to their house a lot, and they host and they make these beautiful meals. And it's one of those things where I'm usually the ones reaching out first. I'm usually the ones texting in our group chat more. But now that I've done this work, I don't attribute that to them liking or disliking me more or less. We just express our liking in different ways again, we really want to assess this idea of, well, if I do certain things, it shows that I like my friends more or less. Because while that seems really logical, it can actually create a lot of unnecessary pain for us in our friendships. It might make us feel even a little bit inadequate and like we're in an unbalanced friendship. So I really want you to question, what does it mean when you say your friends like or don't like you And what actions are you prescribing to this idea of liking or not liking? And maybe you decide that you want to keep your definition of liking or not liking. I would just be super mindful on if it's causing you any kind of pain or resentment if you were to keep it or not. And, you know, from a more practical standpoint, one thing I love to do when it comes to challenges like this is just vocalize them without any agenda behind it. Because I did talk to my friends a while back about my own personal insecurities about being left on read and you know, what was really important for me and how, you know, how I feel when I'm left on read and what kind of thoughts and feelings that evokes for me without, again, having the agenda for them having to change their behavior. I was very explicit about this. Like, hey, please don't, you know, force yourself to reply or set timers or do anything that doesn't feel aligned for you just to reply to me. But I just want to express this to you for the sake of having an open conversation with you so it's not something that's kind of gone unsaid. And maybe they will be a little bit more mindful of, you know, in this case, replying to you more frequently, or maybe not, but at least you've expressed yourself and recognized that you can have this open communication with your friends about something that's ultimately an insecurity of yours and not anything you need to put onto them. And, you know, this is where we get into kind of tricky ground where we do want to have expectations for our friends. We just wanna be really mindful of ones that are rooted in kind of insecurity and emotional turbulence versus ones that actually affect the quality of the friendship. And you get to decide which kind of standards those are for you personally. Just be very mindful and aware of what those are. It's like now with my friends, I'm like, please take a day, two days, a week, three weeks to reply to me. I just want you to reply when you're in full presence. And when you're able to reply in a way that feels aligned for you and your schedule, because I would not want you to reply out of obligation, because as I've said so many times on this podcast, obligation is the pathway to resentment, and we don't want that in our friendships. So going back to your question or concern, I would really question if some of this is also like projection too. It's like, you know, getting a little deeper, how much do you like the way you show up in your friendships? Going back to the example of being left unread, For me, I didn't like that I was constantly like checking my phone and replying to messages. That wasn't something that was good for me or my headspace or my mental health or my workflows. Just something I did kind of impulsively. So I would really look at what your version of them not liking you and what actions you're prescribing to that. What is that trying to tell you about yourself? And how can you work on that actively? You know, this is where one-to-one coaching can be really useful, where we can dive really deep into what you're going through specifically in your life and try and actually look beyond the surface level of, well, they do certain things that I don't like. It's like, okay, why? What is that rooted in? In what other areas does this show up in? Are there maybe things you do that they don't like that we haven't considered, right? Just to reemphasize, getting super specific about the actions can be super useful because you want to know what this liking means. Because on its own, it's very vague and nebulous to just say, well, I think I like them more than they like me or vice versa. And it's not going to be useful because it's so hard to define which means it's hard to work on and friends this may be more of a personal thing but i find the idea of being liked to be almost weak it's like so again going back to the definition you have a favor or an inclination towards something or someone it's like okay great but i'd rather be like appreciated or uh seen as more compassionate or respected like there's so many other things i'd rather be than liked and I really think it's also useful to question what if it's okay again for us to have seasons in our friendships where we don't necessarily like aspects of our friends or their behavior. I think seeing liking as a very static thing can get us into a lot of trouble because then we're thinking okay they have to like us equally at all times based on these actions. It's so rigid it gives no room for nuance or growth or alternate perspectives within our friendships. But I do wanna have compassion for this concern because it's also rooted in evolutionary psychology where just being liked and I really want them to like me, I want him or her to like me and accept me. It's rooted in that survival instinct of wanting to be part of the group which meant at one point in our evolutionary history that we were able to survive and reproduce. So again, it, there's, there are so many layers to it. We just want to be aware of what those are. And I think a lot of it, again, is our underlying thinking. What are you thinking that's producing that feeling of maybe inadequacy or kind of sense of unbalance it might be just as simple as i like my friends more than they like me super simple from that thought you probably do feel a sense of inadequacy or unbalance and what are you going to do when you feel inadequate or unbalanced well you're not going to have open conversations with your friends about this you're going to compare yourself to maybe your friends other friends and how they treat them you're going to be reading into their messages too much and from that you create a friendship with them that you don't particularly like so knowing what you're creating from these thoughts and feelings is going to be so useful for you as well you really want to look at some of these thoughts and how you're defining liking and disliking and seeing how much pain is provoked and induced when you think of your definitions and your sort of categorizations even if they seem super logical like i'm always the one reaching out it's like even if that's true is there is that how you want to frame it and think about it Again, going back to my friends, they're always the one making the meals. What if they were to think that about me like I was saying he never hosts us or makes meals like he's they're not going to have a favorable opinion of me if they're thinking like that, just in the same way that when I'm thinking of how much they reply to me or don't reply to me, I'm not going to have a favorable favorable opinion of them. I also think there's this element of as humans, we're much more likely to give ourselves the benefit of the doubt versus other people. And I think this is really, really fascinating to look at because we know what our thoughts and feelings are. So if we were to do something like leave our friends unread, we know that, okay, I'm just busy, but we don't have that same level of natural awareness for other people because we can't be inside their heads. So my brain would go to this place of, they left me unread, they hate me, I said something wrong, they don't care about me, they don't appreciate me, they're tolerating me. And it's like, no, they none of that. You... If you can be busy, why can't they be busy? And that's really what it boiled down to for me. And having that level of perspective taking is what ultimately led me to so much less pain and more happiness in my friendships. Do you want this idea of liking to be static where it can't change? Or do you want it to be a bit more fluid and dynamic and nuanced where there can be different seasons? And if the answer is no, I want my friends to like me just as much as I like them at all times based on your definition. Just tell yourself the truth. Be honest with yourself and don't tell yourself something that's unrealistic or try and sugarcoat it. Just tell yourself the truth and work towards that. Even this idea scientifically of liking is very interesting because there's this principle in social psychology called either the proximity principle or the mere exposure effect where if you just hang out with people... (laughs) in your proximity, like if they're just around you, you're more likely to form a friendship or relationship with them just based on that. So even then it's like liking can be so arbitrary in so many ways. So I would really examine this and kind of go deeper on what it means for you to be liked and if that's even the most important thing to you. The last part of this question talks about not feeling like you can be 100% yourself around your friends and gosh I think this is kind of related but also a topic that will definitely get its own podcast which I'll definitely do at some point but it's just it ties in because if you have doubts on whether or not your friends really like you you're gonna go through the same kind of motions where you feel inadequate you act in a way that creates distance from your friendships and then you create a friendship that you don't like with this person or these people so it's really important to see where your thinking is when it comes to all of this and if you've really examined it a little bit deeper or if you're just going off of face value actions or non actions and again it's a more practical tip i just love talking to my friends about this idea of you know sometimes i feel like i can't fully be myself sometimes i feel a little down and i just want want you to know that i still want to spend time with you even if i'm not fully there i think so much of the pain of not being able to be fully ourselves around friends is we're not fully happy and excited and joyous all the time. And sometimes we expect our friends to, or we have the assumption that our friends will be really bothered by that. And I would offer that if you can cultivate friendships where you find people who are more aligned with you, who can really help you to be open about all the colors of your emotions and all the different shades of emotions that you experience. I think that is where the real magic because I'm thinking of one friend in particular who there are times where I'm just like not feeling it and I'm low energy. I'll just say, Hey, still want to see you just low energy. And it's fine. Like it's, it's open, it's honest. And I really, it's it's just so nice to have a friendship that I can be myself around with and vice versa. There you have it, my friends. Thank you so much to Amanda for writing in for today's podcast episode. If you want to get your question and if you have a concern related to friendships that you want addressed in the podcast, definitely go to zaneconcoaching.com. That's my first name my last name coaching.com and you can find out all the ways of getting my free how to make 3 friends. I'm sorry, how to make one friend in 3 simple steps training and then you can also access all of my other goodies on there as well or you can check out the links in the show notes. Thank you so much for being here. I appreciate you. I appreciate you being intentional in your friendships and I'll see you next week. Bye.